Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. morning. Hey, we're morning. so happy that you have decided to join us today, and we hope that you have already enjoyed today's worship experience. Yes. And as we've said every week, awesome. we hope that God's presence has made its way wherever you're at, in whatever room, whoever is around you. That is our hope and our desire throughout this time. But today is the last day that we're going to have to say that because next week we are going to be in the building together. Yes. Yeah. We cannot wait. We cannot wait to see your faces. We're so excited about it. Be there. I promise it's going to be a special time. We cannot wait. I can't wait to see it. everybody. Yeah, I cannot wait. But today is actually a special day. As you all are aware, it is Father's Day. So first and foremost, Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Well, Father's Day, everybody. And as you know, this is now week three of our series titled Group Chat, where we have been talking about some important topics within a group of people trying to lay everything out on the table. And so today, given the day that it is, we wanted to talk about what it means to be a biblical father, what it means to be a biblical husband, what it means to be a spiritual leader of the home. I think that's a very relevant topic and something that you guys have actually been asking us about. And so I'm excited that you guys have decided to join me today. I think it's going to be some really good information we're going to get into. So let's go ahead and jump in. But before we do that, let's say a quick word of prayer first to make sure that we are in the right headspace for what God has for us today. So Devin, why don't you go ahead and lead us out? Lord, we love you so much. Uh, God, it's such a privilege to be called your child and um, for you to be our Heavenly Father, the perfect example of what it is to be a father. God, we ask that you would give us uh, the knowledge, that you would give us the wisdom that we need to have this conversation, that you would just simply speak through us God, I pray that your will would be done in this conversation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, guys, let's start with this question. Um, I mentioned earlier that part of this is around being a spiritual leader of the home, and this is something that we do see in Scripture a lot of times when the writers are talking about the topic of family. They start with the men as the leaders of the home. And so let me just open it up and ask, what does it mean to you guys to be the spiritual leader of your home? What does that mean? What does that look like? Pastor, you want to start us with this one? To me, it's the, the first and probably, and to me, it's the most important thing. You got to start with aligning yourself with Christ. There's, I mean, and I know that sounds just so fundamental to all of us, but um, in our world today, they'll, they'll, they'll do almost everything that they, you know, do in life and try that at the end. And so I'm saying, first things first, align ourselves with the Lord. And I use the analogy of, um, of, of uh, flying on an airplane before you take off the very first thing that they do is explain to you the, the instructions uh, if there's an incident if there's a problem uh, you know here's the mask you got to make sure it's got oxygen you put it over your mouth first and then after that then you take care of the children then you take care of your loved ones or whatever and I, I see that aligning so closely with what I'm trying to say here which is Make sure that you align yourself with Christ. You align yourself with Christ first as a father, as a leader of your family, because from that, everything else flows. Yeah, scripture says be imitators of Christ. I think that's something that we have to prioritize first and yeah. foremost. Jesus is the center, right? Yeah. One of our yep. values. Yeah, right. number one value. So um, in terms of what that looks like inside of your home, Sam, uh, what does that mean to you, spiritual leader? 
I mean, the, the, the kids are always on my mind. Uh, Sue's always on my mind. So it's constant in prayer of, okay, what can I help the kids with this week? If it's a character-based issue, if it's um, anything down to helping them with school or trying to help out uh, with how we talk to others. It is simply everything basically revolves around bringing them up to be good godly men. Okay. Support sounds like really yeah absolutely yep. yeah Deb. i'm just thinking of like how we're all different we're all different leaders and so what comes naturally for me may not come naturally for you and vice versa so um when i think about myself as a spiritual leader um some of the things that i feel like i fall short on so it, it it's always on my mind and i'm constantly praying for it is more of just the consistent spiritual seeking just you know prayer and reading god's word consistently and i feel like i say this all the time like week after week but it's it's the honest truth is i just want to be uh, a strong spiritual leader in the spiritual sense because the things that come naturally for me is getting on the ground and wrestling with the kids and the relational components of a, a leader of the household um, and so I, I guess I'm just a big kid, but I just love to, to play and have fun with them. But um, I want to be more intentional about being the spiritual leader of the home. So you mentioned the word consistency, which I think is huge around this topic because kids, maybe better than anyone, can see through hypocrisy. They can see through inconsistency. Yeah. So in terms of being a consistent spiritual leader, maybe what does that look like, Sam? What are the things that you need to be consistent with as a father? Uh, honestly, I think everything. Okay. I think whether it's your word, whether it's enforcing a rule, whether it's how you treat others, how you treat your spouse, how you treat your siblings, it <coughs> is you are what you're forming, to be real honest with you. And I think uh, nine times out of ten, normally children are a product of what you baked. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very important to me that I, I get it right. Okay. So um, I just want to throw this out there. I, I looked up today um, what makes a good leader. So we're talking about being a spiritual leader. So what makes a good leader? Here are some of the things that I found. A, a good leader makes wise choices. I think that's important within this realm. A good leader earns respect. Maybe we can talk about that for a second. A good leader maximizes people's potential. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. A good leader serves well. So maybe what's one thing out of that that stands out to you and how it applies to being a father, Devin? I think the maximizing potential has really been standing out to me uh, of late because my kids are getting a little bit older, yeah. you know, and I'm just thinking about their future and wanting to make sure that I'm feeding into whatever potential that is yeah. and maximizing that. Um, like Indy as an example. Indy is... Uh, she's, she's not been the sports person, which is like all me all day, right? So uh, she's creative and artsy and driven. So one of the things that has really just stood out is no matter what it is that she's doing, um, if it's like planning some party or if it's to make a dessert, whatever it is that she's wanting to do, no matter what gets in her way, she figures out how to get around it still to get to that end goal, mm -hmm. um, which I think is super cool because I I tend to like maybe <clears throat> shut things down after I hit that first roadblock, 
But like she just keeps going and she figures out a way, she's creative in doing that. Um, so how can I take that and, and feed into that for her future and maximize it? Yeah, that's great. Um, one that stands out here for me is serves well. Um, I, I was just thinking, you know, a, a good leader is not a domineering leader. I think men need to hear yeah. that. A good leader is not a domineering leader. They serve, <clears throat> right? Um, Sam, I think this is something that you do really well. I think it's part of your heart. And so maybe speak to what it looks like to be a servant within your own home. Um, it's in everything that I do. Uh, I try to do constant examples or constant object lessons uh, when it comes to anything we do. For example, I don't feel like this is my home. Uh, I believe it's God's home and I'm the steward of that. So yeah, I, I put that on the children. I'm like, look, when we clean, we don't have a dirty room or we don't have dirty bathrooms. Like we clean up because it's not our home. Mm. Um, it's what God gave us and we're going to take the best care of it with that we can. Yeah. So it's constantly implementing those small things and following through with those. It's taking them wherever we go uh, when we help. Yeah. You know, if we're helping somebody move, paint, whatever, we take them with us. It's beautiful. Expound on that a little bit. I think, um, you know, anything that we're doing, we're hoping that that's being passed on in generation to generation. And obviously that's the purpose and what, you know, we're talking about here today as a father. And when I think of serving, I, I, I can easily go back to my father. I can ease, that's something that just, he oozed uh, serving and, and loving on people. <clears throat> and um, he, he would go, um, in every facet of the church, he would try to just serve. Uh, and I could list them all, but it would take too long. But he, he served in every possible way, intensely, not just you know halfway, but it was like, he, he gave it everything. He served uh, to the nth degree on all those different levels. And then eventually, um, after um, uh, being so involved in his own church, a, a, he was offered a pastor's um, position in Chicago. While doing all of this, he's still leading um, uh, his own construction business, which I think is uh, incredible that he's able to be so intense in his serving the God and other people and, and um, still, you know, maintain all that. And then he ends up getting called to Chicago. He goes to Chicago as the pastor. They had services on, uh, while still running his business here in St. Louis, uh, <clears throat> had services on Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then they would all gather around him to get some counseling on Sunday night before he headed out of town. And sometimes it would be midnight and then they'd be grabbing a bite to eat on the way home. And, and, and driving all the way back from Chicago to St. Louis just so that they could get back in time to start working again on Monday morning. And they did this for three years, mm -hmm. uh, traveling back and forth, serving to just with this intensity uh, uh, that it was unbelievable. And it was such, it made such an impact on my life, uh, yeah. serving uh, and, and loving people. And I, I know there was one thing that, that stands out to me. It's, it's, you can't, when you think of people that, uh, that, that I guess impact your life, it's not the, the ball player. It's, it's, it's not the, the movie star. It's not those people that, you know, have done incredible things, but they kind of go off the list and you don't think about them. It's the people that, that 
sowed into your life, that served into your life, the teacher that spent some time, the person who went out of their way like Sam does to, to really serve you, that makes an impact in your life that you remember. Well, I think that's the important part of what you're saying, which is you saw that in your father that made an impact on your life and you have lived the same way. I mean, I know as you know, yeah. a, a testament to it. That's the way that you live your life as well. And that's what we're talking about. What are we passing down to our kids? Are we leading in the right way? And I think that's a great example of it. So let's get into the next uh, question that I have, which is very simply, what are the characteristics of a good biblical father? We've, we've maybe touched on it a little bit, but what are the real deep down characteristics that we need to understand as fathers? You want to start us out, Dev? Well, um... You know, I, I'm sitting here and just listening and observing our conversation. And um, here's my father. And, you know, as you posed the question to me, I'm sitting here thinking of my example here. And, um, and what you have done um, so well is uh, shown so much humility and selflessness. You know, we're talking about serving um, and you have shown that consistently throughout your life. And as a result, when I look to you, uh, those are the things that I admire, that I strive for, because I've seen that in you. And just kind of pulling from my example, that's what stands out to me is, is the, um, the humility, the selflessness, the service, uh, you know, I know we touched on service already, but that's really what I've seen in my life. Okay. Sam, characteristics of a good biblical father. <clears throat> Probably not what you're looking for, but it'd be to be as Christ-like as possible. Um, and that's seeing what Christ did, how he did it, why he did it, and implementing that in your home. So give me some examples of how you do that. Uh Christ uh, taught in parables. Christ had a wonderful relationship with the Father. So if he is praying and is intimate with the Father, then I feel like that is how I need to have the boy's ear so that when things do get bad or they need to come to somebody, uh, it's my voice that echoes the loudest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Characteristics of a good father. The one that stands out to me is integrity. Um, integrity means to me um, everything. I, I, don't, I think without integrity, you know, um, there's no following. Um, I think integrity is such a, a huge thing. You say what you say is what you do and who you are is where, who you are no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll never <clears throat> forget, you know, I know that you guys were into sports and you're... Uh, you know, even into golfing. And I knew I played golf with buddies at work. And I'm so happy that somehow I was able to be the same guy at work that I was with you guys at home because had I not been, and I invited, you know, you guys eventually started playing golf with me and I'd bring those guys with me, you know, it could have been a disaster, you know. But uh, I'm not trying to ring my own bell here at all. I'm just trying to say, that's how important integrity is because it would have been devastating to you had all of a sudden the language been totally different and the dialogue been totally different than what you guys were used to with me. And I think you talked about it earlier where children or kids pick up on that stuff immediately. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's, <clears throat> that's great. Um, I think one of the things that we need to talk about, we've talked about being an example, right? How we need to, to be the example, but the Bible does also talk about um, being intentional in teaching our children, right? We have to teach them some biblical uh, principles. That's part of our responsibility. When the law was passed down in Deuteronomy 6, we see them speak of this, right? Teach your children diligently. And it basically talks about as you're going throughout your day, teach your children. And so, um, Sam, why don't you talk to that a little bit? Because I, I think that's something you've done well with your boys. I may take that a little too far, but um, <laughs> uh, Dev and I talk about it all the time. But I, I feel like that's one area that I really hone in on and kind of stay there where he's like this playful, awesome dad. And I'm like, you know, the rough, like Deuteronomy dad. <laughs> um, but no, like I, I do it every single day when we're in the car, whether it's listening to some sort of music, whether, you know, something uplifting or spiritual uh, or a podcast that they can ask good questions. When we're eating dinner, uh, I'll start quizzing the boys over scriptures that we learned that week or what does this mean? For example, um, I had them learn the Ten Commandments. And then after they were done with that, I'm like, all right, guys, what's the 11th commandment? They're like, we don't know. And I'm like, we've gone over this. What's the 11th commandment? And so I just told them I made up something. They're like, oh, we didn't know that. And I'm like, guys, there is no 11th commandment. There's only 10. I said, anytime anybody tells you something, you need to make sure to ask them, well, where do you see that in Scripture? Or yeah. can you show me how you get to there? So now it's funny. Every time that I teach them something new, they're like, can you show me? Yeah. Back, it's coming back at you. Yeah. Like, perfect. Yeah. It well, worked. Yeah. It did. Yeah. I, I think that's so beautiful because even when I read through Deuteronomy 6, I'll think to myself, like, maybe that's hyperbole. Like, maybe they're exaggerating there, but they're not. That's how intentional and diligent you have to be. And so I think you play that role so beautifully. Um, another aspect that we see in Scripture quite often is the idea of discipline which isn't something that we've talked about quite yet. You guys scared of talking about that? Um, when we talk about discipline, what does that mean to you as a father? Well, um, it's really, you know, the we could easily go down the, the physical spanking version or uh, the shaping, which is ultimately what that's about, right? Um, but it's more about the shaping of the character. Uh, a lot of the things that you're talking about, Sam, is is really just shaping them uh, to the godlike, you know, character traits and principles that we see in Scripture. That doesn't come naturally, you know, for us as human beings. And so it's up to us to discipline them to be able to, to shape them in that direction. Yeah, just as God does in our lives, yeah. right? That's also something we see in Scripture. From a discipline standpoint, what would you add to that? Well, I don't know that I add too much to what Devin said, but um, I think part of the reason why I'm on this panel today is because I've already been down the road and made all my mistakes, and I have an opportunity to share with you some of the things and, and issues that that I had in my, you know, and, and I, I feel um, honored to be on this panel with you guys. I admire all of you. But there's nothing that I can say that I'm going to get away with because you guys know the truth behind the matter of um, how I disciplined and, and uh, how I tried my best to shape you guys. So I would align myself with, with, with exactly. And one of the things I always, as a, especially when they're young, is, you know, I felt like the younger they are, 
that's how you need to you need to start when they're young, very very young, to begin to instill into them the behavioral things and etc. Because it's that's when they're collecting it all at that young age. And I found anyway that I was able to shape you guys at a very very young age. And I'm just being honest with you. I I, I didn't have to physically discipline the two of you. All that often. Now you may disagree with that as being sure. as so. Big. Let's Devin. Let's uh, <laughs> last week. But, right? <laughs> but I, it's so important to start soon. And and I, I want to dive just a little bit into that. Is is that I feel we kind of touched a little bit on intentional being mm-hmm. intentional. And I think one of the things, if I had to go back, I you know it, I would I would have started. Um, planning out where where do I want my kids. To be in in thirty, think through that then. Yeah. Because time goes by so quickly, and it's over. I always and I look back on it and I go, what kept me from doing some of those things? And I must have been telling myself, you know, well, once I get through this project or once I, you know, get this done, then I'm going to invest that time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I wish because the clock starts now, yeah. right now. Well, Devin made the comment that discipline is shaping and forming, but you're shaping and forming for an intentional end goal, right? So discipline is an intentional thing. Uh, One of the cool things I really like about the idea of discipline in Scripture is where there is discipline, there is love. And where there is love, there is discipline. So they're not the same thing, but they are always kind of interwoven together, which I think is always. Really love my child. You really love (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a great point to, to bring out, and I, I won't spend much time on it, but I think that um, every single thing that you do as a father should be born out of love. Yeah. Out yeah. of love. Yeah. I want to just stay here for just one more second because we're talking about being intentional about mm-hmm. an end goal. And Devin, you were talking earlier, yeah. really cool idea uh, about some of the things you've been learning in that area. Yeah, so I'm... I'm currently reading uh, Visioneering by Andy Stanley. Uh, I'm actually listening to it on <clears throat> Audible. And uh, I was jogging, which was a big mistake because I, <laughs> I thought I was going to die. That's the problem right but, there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, you know, they, he got into this chapter that was kind of like aside from all the chapters leading up to it. And it was talk, he was talking about um, some of the most effective vision casting that we will do is from the hours of 7.30 and 9.30 when we're putting our little ones to bed. Um, and he had explained that uh, one of the things that he held on to growing up was this confidence in his vision that his dad cast into him when he was a child, a little guy. And um, he clung on to that knowing that he had a godly purpose in his life. And so it was almost like, you know, as he's going through life, he knew, hey, mm. this is going to happen, yeah. you know. And it really struck a chord with me um, that, man, I really need to spend some time on this. Now, he, Andy did say that his son, when he did it to his son, his son asked him, well, what's God's vision for you? And he's, he had to call a time out. <laughs> he said he had to you know, take that one away and said, we'll, we'll talk about it another night. <laughs> so be ready for that yeah. if, if you do it. But, but it really made an impression on me. And so a couple nights ago... Um, I, I put Roman to bed first and, um, and we pray every night 
And, um, and so I got done with the prayer and we had this little moment and I was like, hey, Roman, I want you to know that I really honestly believe that God has something special for you, that when you grow up, he's going to use you to do something special. And his face just like lit up and he immediately said, what, what is it? That's and, awesome. You know, and I said, I said, well, I don't know yet, but I think, you know, you and I, we should keep praying about it. Yeah. You know, and just to see my four year old son who I can barely keep a half a second attention with, <laughs> um, just to see him light up was, I mean, it just like waves of emotion came over me. Yeah. Um, and it was just so powerful for me. Well, what I love about this whole idea is the things that we speak into our children's mm -hmm. lives. Yes. Because we all know. I mean, we've all, by experience, we know the things that were spoken into our lives at a very young age, we still carry with us, good and bad. Mm -hmm. And so talking about being intentional, we have to be intentional about that stuff. That's really good. In fact, that was actually what I was thinking about when you said that. Um, I, I think, and of course, every child is different. Yeah. So as you're speaking into them, you have you can't say the same thing yeah. to one that you're saying to the other because they're totally different. That's uh, we got a little. I got a little sideways with you guys because for the longest time you were so much the same, and then as you developed, you started becoming totally different. But I think it's super important that you're talking about. I'll say feeding into mm -hmm. your 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 son or your daughter. That is so important. Mm -hmm. If they don't hear it from you, if they don't hear it from us as fathers, mm -hmm. who, you know, who else is going to tell them what you want them to hear yeah. Yeah. about them and their lives? I think it's so important. Sit down with them and tell them you know, what it is that's awesome about them yeah. and feed into their lives. Yeah. I was listening to a message the other day where you know, the pastor was talking about you know, sit down with your daughters and tell them that they're beautiful. Speak the positivity into their lives. And it's such a beautiful concept because when they get older and, and somebody says something nice to them, well, if they've never heard something nice before, they're going to cling oh, on to that. Great. But they're going to be able to tell authenticity because their dad has been speaking it over to them you know, from the beginning. Yeah. I think that's just a beautiful thing that we need to be aware of as fathers. Mm -hmm. Anything to add in so, that discussion? So did you do that with Hadley? I did. I, I did um, yesterday morning. I... I uh, was in the car with her and at a stoplight, um, we were just sitting there and I turned around and I said, Hadley, babe, you are so beautiful. And she just looked at me and she, <laughs> she, she loved it. Now, she's two years old, so she has no idea what's going on, but I, I wanted to give it a try and uh, I got something out of it. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So um, actually, before no, we go, go on, like this intentional thing, I think is so important. Because, um, again, like just observing and thinking through this, uh, I know I fall in this trap. And I have a feeling that other parents will be able to relate with me on this. But um, I fall into this trap that after I get done with work, after we have dinner, um, it, the kids mm -hmm. like to go. And they like to watch their iPads or watch their television shows. And then they just kind of go off and do their thing. And for me, that works because I could use kind of a minute to chill, you know. Yeah. But mm -hmm. as I I've recently have been thinking about this, and it's like, man, um, there's so much time spent now doing that. Where I'm starting to almost feel like I'm losing a, a little bit of connection. And I'm certainly losing time to be able to um, shape them. You know, and, and losing opportunities for that. 
Um, you know, so Indy being my oldest, you know, she's getting older. She was the first one to kind of start wanting to do her own thing, have her own time. And it, it really started hitting me that she's spending all this time doing her thing that I'm almost losing a little bit of connection with her. And I think with all the technology that we have today and our kids have, they are spending a lot of time playing games and watching TV shows and on the iPad on kids' YouTube for far too long that we're just kind of missing out on a lot of opportunities there. And I know that I want to I wanna take advantage of that opportunity and that time um, better than I have been, I guess. So being intentional with that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that, again, if I could go back um, in my life, I would. that's what I would do. And so, like I said, that's why I think I'm on this panel yeah. to, is, is to share that with you guys because, you, you know, you get one chance. You got one opportunity. Don't let it slip by. Mm -hmm. Be intentional. Where do you want to see your child when they're 30 years old? And, you know, they have aspirations to do all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, they they want to go and be the best. They want to be the major league star. They want to be, you know, the soccer star. They want to be whatever uh, that, 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 you know, they dream up. And, and that's great stuff. But you as a parent, there's a lot of things that they want to do that you have to lead and guide them. Uh, you know, if they want to go play in traffic, you, you know, you know, you're the parent. Mm -hmm. you, you, you help lead and guide them. And I think that's super important to be intentional. I, I like the cartoon that I saw where um, it's the Charlie Brown uh, cartoon where, um, you know, there are he's shooting a, a bow and arrow and he's. He's shooting it at the fence at, at, at this target and he's not hitting the target, but there's arrows all over, you know, around the target close, but not, not there. And Snoopy comes up and he pulls out the, the bow and arrow and he shoots it at the, at the one shot at, at the fence. And he goes up to the fence and he draws the target and he makes his arrow a bullseye. You know, I feel like in some ways that's my life as a father. I, I sort of like, almost fell into it, so to speak. Not all that intentional, you know, and thank God and, and Crystal for that, you know, for, for how you guys turned out. But uh, um, I think we need to be intentional. Uh, find out where, or think about where you want your child to be. And, and, you know, and it's not too early to start on that. Start now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Life is so busy for all of us, we get caught up in all of our own stuff. And quite frankly, we need to um, check ourselves sometimes when we're being a little too selfish and we got all these things going on. And how often do we really set forth intentionality and in what we're speaking to our children, how we're treating them, what path we're putting them on? Like, it, if I'm just being honest, it's something that my daughter's two years old and I feel like already it's like sand slipping through my yes. fingers. It is. And so I think it's it's something we have to hold on to. Sam, you have anything to add in that? About discipline? Uh, I love that word uh, because to me it's discipleship. Uh, mm. So it's creating a disciple. And I never punish. I only discipline. Um, and any time that they are, there's an infraction of the law, the Deuteronomy dad, I always ask them before any discipline action is taken do you know why 
we're having to do this right now. And if they can't articulate that to me, then obviously I did a bad job with articulating the rule in the first place. Mm -hmm. uh, but if they can tell me why, well then, okay, we're doing this. I never raise my voice. I don't, you know, it's two swats and then it, it's done. Um, which they much prefer me to do it over mom because it's just random and <laughs> random intervals. And I'm like, no, no, no. But um, that's probably what I would say if I had to add to discipline, never do it out of anger. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a great, great lesson. Um, so the one last thing I wanted to just touch on when we talk about being good fathers, I think we have to bring into the equation being good husbands. Um, I think in order to be a good father, we have to, to be good husbands, right? That's mm -hmm. part of the equation. So um, what does it mean to be a good biblical husband? Well, um, Ephesians 5, toward the tail end of Ephesians 5, is uh, like the perfect scripture that I go back to um, regularly and just read because it's... It, I get done reading it and I'm just like, I need to step my game up like every time um, because I want to be that for Tara, you know, and I know for me, uh, you know, you get, you get married and you're so used to just kind of taking care of yourself and you're just responsible for yourself and then you get married and all of a sudden you have to start thinking about both of you and um, yeah, I remember doing such an awesome job of setting up hangout nights without informing her because it just sounded good to me. And I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> uh, she did. Um, <laughs> no, but, but I, I mean, you learn that you got to get outside of yourself and mm -hmm. you got to think about, um, you know, your spouse and what do they want and, and show them like love through that. Yeah, that's good. Sam? Um, I want the boys to see how I treat their mom so they know how to treat somebody else. And obviously I hope they take that and expound on it and do better than I can do. But it's important, like when I pull into the driveway and I'm coming home, like I have to do a self check, like, okay, like smile, talk, mm. be active. Cause good. like you said, like when you come home, yeah. you're just kind of tired and yeah, you, you just want to sit down and take a minute. But no, like I... I want to come in there like a rock star. I want to lavish love on Sue in front of the boys so they know yep. exactly what it looks like. Uh, you know, I'll kind of tickle all three of them and they'll kind of run around. And before you know it, it's not an act anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but it's very important for me that they know, at least from my standpoint, how to treat a woman um, that's going to be their wife someday. Or, you know, what I mean to, to coordinate Live that. Live that in front of them. Yeah. Well, I think it's great. You're talking about having sons. I've, I've got a daughter, and I want my daughter to have a high standard for, for what a husband looks like. And mm -hmm. so that's, to me, like almost first and foremost is she's watching every day how I treat my wife, and that's setting the standard for what she's going to get in the future. And I want that standard to be as high as it possibly can. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, there's no way I'm going to let her have a lesser standard than what I set. And so that's just, it's always something that I'm conscious of and uh, hopefully pushing me and challenging me to, to be better in that area. I, I think one of the things that is important is in this world today, there's so much going on. There's so much uh, activity. There's so much pressure. Um, I was talking to a counselor the other day and I said, what's the number one thing 
that you have to talk to people about. It's anxiety. There's so much anxiety in the world today. And, and so one of the things that I think is so important is, is you know, your relationship with your, your mate for life, the struggles and the issues that you go through that are not child-sized things, you know, don't air that laundry out in front of your kids. You know, don't, don't share, don't have the, the knockdown drag out, not that you do, but I'm just saying if you're going to have a, a, a good conversation, don't have that conversation in front of the kids. Let the kids, and I'm not saying be fake around them, I'm just saying take that particular conversation where you know where it's going off, you know, behind closed doors and have that conversation there. That's good. Rather than, you know, now all of a sudden they think, well, that's acceptable in mm-hmm. their yeah. in their uh, relationship with their uh, spouse. And so I think that's a super important thing. They're always, always watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First um, Peter 3, 7, when talking about a, a husband, says, be considerate to your wife. Be considerate. Um <laughs> I think that brings up the idea of just selflessness. Do you not like just being <coughs> selfless? Be considerate to, to the other person in your life. Just give me like a picture of what that looks like. What are some of the things you have to do to be considerate towards your wife? Well, the five love languages is what jumps out to me because it's so funny. Like, I'm a physical touch. Words of affirmation. You're so handsome. (laughs) Um, Words of affirmation. That's how I feel loved. So I try to show Tara love in those methods because that's how I feel loved. But it's not how it works. Her love language is well. Her love language is quality time. Like Mm. it's at none of them. uh, None of the other ones even matter (laughs) because it's quality time. Um, so I just know that I need to spend good quality time with her and be there with her and present, um, and, and think, you know, from her lens. Yeah. I love that because it makes it personal to the person you're with. Mm -hmm. Right. So I love that being considerate towards Sue. What does that look like? Um, so I love that scripture and I always take it as consider it like, I try to consider it before I say it. I try to consider it before I buy it. Smart man. I, uh, I definitely take that scripture to heart. That's, yeah. But uh, I always try to put her first and me last. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I can, as often as I can. And what ends up happening is the roles get reversed. Hmm. And she ends yeah. up totally taking care of me yeah. um, hmm. and does an excellent job at that. And I was telling you guys before, like, you know, we'll go to bed at night and before we close our eyes or whatnot, well, we have this thing where we say, okay, what is one thing that I did really well today and what is one thing that I can do better? Mm-hmm. And then with having that information, I know, oh, I thought I was killing it at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I need to correct that or I thought I was really weak here and I'm doing a decent job. So it, it lets me on the pulse on what she's thinking as my wife. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's great. Anything to add? I mean, um, I think... The thing that is important is, and, and, and I'm going to use this word, but I don't mean it in a physical way. I mean it in an intellectual or mental way, and in intimacy. To me, um, getting to know her like nobody else knows her, and her me, mm-hmm. and cultivating that in our relationship. I always tell Crystal, I, I know you like the back of my hand. And, and also that there's a trust 
in that whenever I'm saying something, she doesn't have to read into it anything other than I know where it's coming from. It's coming from his heart. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of an intimacy that I can, you know, just, I can, I can be, we can be each other with each other and trust each other and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I love it. I love it. I could sit here and talk to you guys all day about all of this stuff. I think it's been fantastic. Um, thank you guys so much for um, just peeking into our conversation and hopefully you're able to take something from it. Um, I, I did just want to end by simply saying that um, at the very beginning I talked about how important and relevant this, this conversation is. And I just I, I want to just be honest and be candid. Um, I think fathers, I think men out there, uh, all of these things we need to do a better job of. We need to raise our standard of, of who we are and especially when it comes to spiritual leaders we need to be better in this area like if i were to do a pulse check of our culture far too often wives are dragging husbands to church wives are leading the charge mm, in the spiritual realm really and it's time point. for us to step up like it, i'm just going to be completely transparent we couldn't make today our comeback to church because Father's Day is one of the least attended church mm. days of the year. That's sad. Mm -hmm. That's sad. We have to step our game up as spiritual leaders. This is something that God has ordained for our lives. Yeah, so be intentional about Great it. Point. Be serious about it. See God in everything that you do because you will not regret it. And yeah. you never get beyond learning something, no matter how many years you've been married. Married. What, I, what I'm trying to say is, is that every phase of your relationship as, as a father, as a husband, you're always learning more and growing. And so, you know, I, I, I sometimes I hear, well, we, we don't do that anymore. Or that, you know, no, 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 no. You, you need to cultivate no matter where love and all these different things, no matter what phase of your relationship it is. So important. Um, wonderful, wonderful uh, little tag at the end there, Dust. I, I really... I think that was a head-on, dead-on. Well, let's do this. Before we end today, um, why don't we pray over the men who are watching this? If, the, if it is this serious, if it is something that God has ordained and purposed for us, um, why don't we pray over the men that we would step our game up, that we would raise the standard, that we would be the leaders yeah. of our household. Sam, do you mind leading us out in prayer over the men who are watching? Not at all. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for setting the ultimate example yes. of what we are supposed to follow. Though we can't live up to it, I pray that you prick our hearts to strive. I pray that you take control of our lives and guide our footsteps. Mm -hmm. Lord, let us be loving to our children. Let us be loving to our wives. I pray that they become the center of our lives with you, Lord, mm. that we put you first and they yes. feel that and then they feel first. Yeah. Lord, we pray this in your name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. 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 Well, again, happy Father's Day to happy you all. Happy Father's Day. Hey, guys. now is the time to turn this off and to go get treated well. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Golf shower? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Too go have time, a, a great day. You guys deserve it. We love you all so much. Hey, next week, we cannot wait to see all Woo! of your yeah. faces. Yes. Get yeah, excited. Got it, got get it. ready. We love you all so much. We'll see you next week. Love you. Love, love you all. Happy Father's Day.